Back to the PT Pinecast with Jimmy McKay. All right, there we go. Welcome to the show. I'm physical therapist Jimmy McKay, broadcasting live from uh, from my living room here. Uh, you ever have one of those days? I was just setting up an appointment for Friday, and I said, I'll see you tomorrow. And they're like, that's two days from now. And I was like, oh. I th- I've walked around all day. I was like, today's Thursday. This is going to be great. Ooh, hit with that Wednesday. And I was like, all right, Wednesday's not awful, but I did walk around thinking it was Thursday all day. I'm sure you've been there. Um, good show for us tonight. I like this. I like when it doesn't make any sense. Human beings, we love and hate incongruity, or we're just, we're intrigued by incongruity. When things don't make sense, we're like, I got, we need, I need to make sense of that. And I think we have that tonight. And I like when we bring those things into the show. So it's not just strictly clinical or leadership or motivation. I, I, I think I like when people are exposed to things that are not the norm. That's how we get things outside of the norm to be the norm or just things outside to be things outside. Uh, do you want to say thanks to our friends from MW Therapy? They were on the show last episode. We had Sharif on uh, talking about customization of your EMR five ways there it is all in one physical therapy software mwtherapy.com is it working for you or are you working for your emr it should be a tool for you to make things easier and if it's not you should consider switching but it's usually a pain but the people from mw therapy they have that well down easy so check them out mwtherapy.com and cbdrxforyou.com that's cbdrx the number four the letter u.com i feel like i have to spell it out all the time uh, your CBD store, get the ABCs of CBD at CBDRX4U.com. We did a poll on Twitter, and more than 80% of you responding said that a patient had asked you about or discussed their use of over-the-counter CBD during treatment. And I was like, oh, do you know 100% of how that'll affect their, their treatment potentially? 100%? You should. So ABCs of CBD on there. And our friends from Physical Therapy and Balance Centers created by PTs for PTs in private practice. On average, a private practice who joins the physical network grows more than 40%. It's not bad growth, right? Especially with inflation, which is like 28%. I don't know. It's really high right now. Uh, So if you're ready to discover how the largest network of private practice PTs are growing and adapting to industry changes, visit physicalfranchise.com. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com all right i've rambled on long enough without further ado and of course i love me some ado let's start the show. coming in hot with the intro music welcome to pt pinecast i'm physical therapist Jimmy mckay we like to say we have great physical therapy conversations on tap. See what we did there? Because we usually drink a beer. Uh, find us on the socials at PT Pinecast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website, ptpinecast.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Subscribing is free. It's on iTunes or Spotify. Are we still banning Spotify? I don't know. I'll check online, see if I'm supposed to be there or not. Um, uh, the website is ptpinecast.com, where you can get some of our merch. A little foreshadowing there about today's episode. So let's bring in our guest. Um, how do I introduce this? I don't know where to start with this. Well, let's say this. I know, I know the direction to go. Uh, our guest today, a chiropractor that turned her hobby of painting and art into a side business, a side passion, a passion and a business. You can do that. That's now her full-time business, Sandy Spines, LLC. She's passionate about both her fields and love that she gets to combine them within her business. This is sounding familiar, and I like that. Let's get her in here. 
Sandy Arthur. Sandy, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really appreciate before, it. Before we went live, I said this was going to be a full-on, like, radio show. So, with sound mm-hmm. effects, crowd noises, the whole nine. So, Sandy, welcome it. to the program. Thank you. <laughs> where where are you geographically right now? So I'm from Sarasota, Florida, and that's where I just moved back from. Um, I was in Charleston practicing full time, yeah. and I moved back home um, to practice with my mentor. And so that's where I am. And I've been here for the last three months, and that's been a real roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Wait, moving or or adjusting to an area, or what's the roller coaster? Moving. Well, I grew up where in Sarasota, but I moved away. Wanted right, right. to kind of try something else out. Why not? What the heck? And you picked Charleston, which is dope. I love Charleston. It is, but I did move there February of 2020. So it was kind of interesting, Um, but I learned a lot of lessons and I'm super appreciative of the experience. So for me, um, I'm glad I moved back home to be closer to family and I got a great opportunity with my mentor and I was like, you know what, let's just go for it. And why not? So yeah, it's been really great. It's just the transition has been really interesting of going through the field. I mean, they say like moving, moving is one of the most, stre- I mean, just the act, the leading up to and the doing is like one of the most stressful things that someone yeah. can, can And do. I did four months of just artwork. Um, I took a sabbatical from chiropractic entirely for four months in between. So that in between was really interesting working from home. Never done that before. And I uh, hated every second of working from home. I needed an office job of some way, shape, or form, yeah. or like a place. A place. So, yeah. But it's been good. I'm, I'm slowly getting my bearings of like what I'm doing, where I'm at. Good. You know? good. All right. So before we dig into our story, the first question is mm-hmm. always the hardest, Sandy. So as soon as you answer the first one, everything is downhill from there. Uh, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a Spindrift. I've had that. I had that for the first time like a couple uh-huh. weeks ago because people know I like club soda a lot and that's really good. I am very addicted to soda water. I have a soda stream that I actually use quite frequently, but um, myself and my coworker, we have like copious amounts of soda water in the uh, office at all times, which is where I'm at right now. So <laughs> like, I'm doing soda water as well. I might have snuck a little bit of vodka in there. That's fine. So, so, <laughs> Uh, first round brought to you by our friends from Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for a certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training, BFR, as the cool kids are calling it these days. Uh, find out more at owensrecoveryscience.com. I know they have a course coming up next month in, uh, in Chicago in March, and they have their own podcast. So listen to them, talk about their stuff on their show, and that's how we do the live read, Sandy. Okay, that's awesome. So you've got a cool story, and I don't know how much you know about my story, and I want to talk about you first because you're the guest. And then I want to talk about me because I'm egotistical. But I like where you're coming from. And just from what I've known, and I've probably been following your stuff online on Instagram for years. And it's just like, oh, that's cool. And that's kind of how Instagram kind of goes. Like that's, Mm -hmm. boom, I want to see more of that. And then I started kind of looking into the story, like who is making this like cool, like anatomy art and like making it like cool and like ooh, I, that's you know and of course like pts and medical professionals we see that and we understand the beauty and that is alluring to us but like where's your story start with with doing this um i grew up painting grew up drawing my grandmother's an artist i was always in her studio i ended up wanting thinking i wanted to be in a creative field i went to um a art school for like four weeks in a program during high school, trying to discover like what I wanted to do, if I wanted to be an illustrator, what I wanted to pursue. Right. Ended up painting it. Really? Yeah. 
I got out of it, um, graduated from high school, decided, you know what, I'm going to try interior design because that's still creative. Everyone told me you're creative, so you should be the creative side of it. Um, got into interior design, uh, didn't love designing for other people, which is a problem in interior design. There's people paying you. For other people yeah and um so i got out of that um i wanted to be this is the really long story but i'll make it quick um wanted to be an airline pilot so went through into my pilot training um ended up hurting myself in um when i was flying because if you know anything about 1970s airplanes the lumbar support sucks and huh. i literally i herniated my disc in an airplane i kid you not Wow. I could not get out of the airplane. I got in the airplane. I could not get out of the airplane. Like my, my legs physically wouldn't move. My hand instructor had to get out and take me out of the airplane because I couldn't move. And I was like crippled wow. for uh, it was a couple months. And um, I ended up, I decided I love flying. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it as a hobby, um, but I didn't want to do it professionally. So I got out of that. I was like, what am I going to do? So I went into art history and I was like, I don't know, where am I going to settle into this? Well, maybe I'll go work for Christie's or like some art auction in DC or New York or whatever. I don't know. What am I going to do? And then I was driving home. And um, so I was living, I was from, from Sarasota and I was driving up to Florida state, um, in Tallahassee, Florida, which is about a five hour drive. And I passed by a, um, sign that said like what the Florida lotto was and it was 72 million. And I said to myself, I really, um, like if I won the lotto, what would I do? Like, okay. After taxes, 35 million, whatever. So what would I do with 35, a cool 35 mil? Right. And basically, you know, it's cheesy to say this, but basically what it came down to is I wanted to help people. And I was like, okay, so who's helped me in my life? And it came down to healthcare professionals that I've had um, exposure to in my life. So that's my mentor who I currently work for. Um, now it's my chiropractor that I grew up seeing as uh, I played tennis all through high school. Um, and then I like kind of dabbled a little bit into dermatology, but it basically came down to, um, I want to be involved in a career that helps people like I've been helped. So I went home and I looked up um, like chiropractic schools, settled on um, this one that to apply to in called Palmer um, College of Chiropractic. They have a location in Florida and the other one's in Davenport, Iowa, which no offense to all my northerners, I just can't. <laughs> it's a coin. It's close, Sandy. It's very close. If you like Iowa, they have corn. I've there's heard. a lot of cornfields there. Yeah, there's a lot of cornfields there. And I have in Sarasota, right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I, I'll pass on the cold and the snow and the ice and everything. I don't even know how to drive in that. Um, hurricanes. Yes. Snow. No. Um, so were you still in this whole time? Were you still, was art a passion? Was it just something you did or was this a way because you were going to have it as a job and now you're not? Yeah, I didn't really paint a whole lot. I did a little bit of painting. I just dabbled in stuff. Like I did dog portraits and like whatever I wanted to do it was my, my re relaxation. Like I just wanted to, um, do it for fun. And because I grew up doing it and I've had all these like hours and hours spent into it. So, you know, you don't always have to be great at your hobbies, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, so it's just a hobby. And, um, then as I, I transitioned, I ended up going to chiropractic school and I got into it in about three quarters in because we were a quarter system. Um, I, just was missing something. I needed something additional. Um, I'm very visual as a learner. So I would be redrawing Netter like all the time. 
And I was He's the OG, right? Like, yeah, OG. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, don't you want to be a netter? And I was like, I could never like, I mean, he's amazing. Um, and so I really wanted to visually learn it. And there's a lot of things like anatomy wise and all the hours you spend in it and just the repetition that was helpful for me to realize, okay, this is where this specific joint is. This is where this is. This is where this muscle, you know, this is the origin insertion, blah, blah, blah. So I think I started in my summer break and I was just drawing for fun and doing really abstract watercolors. Like if you scroll all the way back, like all 700 posts, you'll find like the original ones I did, which are, you know, they make me embarrassed now, but that's what I started doing. And I started posting pictures of them on my personal Instagram and people wanted to buy them. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I got back to school and people started, you know, wanting the originals. I didn't know what to charge for them. I didn't know what to do any of that. And I got, um, I think a couple of requests for these pieces. So I ended up going and making prints at, um, I think it was like Kinko's or Office Max or whatever. And I did like a series of 10 and they sold out within a day. Wow. It was like, okay, like I did three, you know, all the, all the, like a set of three trios of vertebra. And then I, um, they just sold out in a series and it was super quick and done. I was like, oh gosh, like everyone likes these. So I started painting um, more and one of my classmates gave me the idea. She was like, what if you called your business Sandy Spines? And I'm like, that's, there it is. There we go. So I made an Instagram and I started doing it. I had no idea what I was doing. I started on Etsy and um, I would, but I didn't know what I was doing in one sense because I would drop new creations, new collections on the day when everyone got their um, checks. <laughs> ah, smart move. Paying attention to your audience. Pay attention to your audience. You're either going to spend it on beer in your first Friday of the quarter, or you're going to spend it on smart work. You know, I know when you get that money, it's that Tuesday. So I get it. So yeah, I, and they would, they would laugh at me. They're like, ah, man, why are you doing that? But I started creating and painting and, um, I did that all through school and opened my own website in 2020 when I graduate after I graduated. And, um, yeah, it kind of blew from there. But what's interesting is that I didn't start creating these posters that you see, Right. Um, I didn't see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's our imitating life. Yep. I, I did that one. I love that one so much. Cause it's just my little skeleton guy. I call him Mr. Bones, you know, cause I, we, in, um, school, my roommate and I had a, she had a giant skeleton and I, we called him Mr. Bones and we decorate him for all the holidays. So now I incorporated Mr. Bones into my artwork. So there it is pretty fun. But yeah, I realized when I got into, um, more into, uh, my office space, my first office that I had, I was like, wow, I have so much wall space and these little eight by tens and 11 by 14s aren't cutting yeah, it. Right. So I ended up creating posters and that's how, cause I was like, I want a really pretty like anatomical musculoskeletal poster design. And that's what I started doing. And you know, you, lo and behold. you, you, um, I just had this conversation, uh, about this yesterday, about something yesterday, actually with Will Humphreys, who we're going to have the sh on the show in a couple of weeks, by the way, it's going to be excited about that. You created, you had a problem, you create, you solved it for yourself. And then, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, this problem that you solved was also a problem that lots of other people have. You created the solution yeah. that you would, that you would spend money on yourself. I always tell people like, when I try to create a live event, I want to throw an event that I would have no problem paying money for a ticket to come to that. And that's how you create a great event. Not, well, where can we skimp on cost or what? No, no, it's solve the problem that you would want someone to solve for you. And then people will run out of their way to go take my money quality is what i really like 
Yeah, and bonus points because you like the process. This was not like, well, I, I mean, you had that. You're a creative. I, you mean you have to be an artist, and you did that, and you said no, and good on you for not going down the path and and sucking it up and just you know pushing past Seth Godin, who's an author that I refer to a lot on the show. He has a book called The Dip, yep. and he's like quitting is something that smart people and resilient people do. They just happen to know when to quit. Right. And they recognize like this right. isn't going to be great. So I feel like you recognize that I do love art, but I don't like the way this is going. And you were bold enough and strong enough and knew yourself well enough to walk away from that. I think what it comes down to is that and what a lot of people will tell me. So people will tell me like, you know, artists are a dime a dozen. Well, guess what? Chiropractors and PTs are a dime a dozen. A dime a dozen. <laughs> If you got a biology degree, you are a dime a dozen. Like it's just ridiculous. So I um, was told that and discouraged from going to the arts because people said you're never gonna make any money. Well, guess what? It's all about niching down, which you can translate that into any profession. Correct. Just Correct. Correct. any profession that you want. Like people don't realize that the only reason I'm successful is because I'm literally an anatomy watercolor artist. Like that's right. like what I do. And I don't just serve the chiropractic community, but I serve my PTs, my, like I have surgeons that come by for me. Like there are all types of doctors that are interested in what I'm doing, including massage service. My parents are in their sixties and mm -hmm. to them, you needed to be as broad as you could be and that made sense in their world and i know we still live on the same planet and i still live in the same state but we live in a different we live in a different world i'm internet i mean sandy i'm a radio dj mm -hmm. right that's what i did that's all i wanted to do and then this mm -hmm. day, i'm holding up the cell phone for the podcast audience i remember looking at this thing and the first time i had a flip phone mm -hmm. and something i mean it was basic internet right but i pressed a button and i could hear k-rock in la yeah, crappy, right? But I was like, in a couple of years, this isn't going to be as crappy. And when I can get that wherever, mm -hmm. why do I, you know, geographically, people don't need to be near me to hear me. And I remember bringing that idea, that concept to the leaders of the radio station and being patted on the head and being told, oh, we've always been fine. Don't panic. Don't be chicken little. Yep. And I remember being like, I don't, this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel like we have, they don't need us. Like, yeah. we lost, or we're not going to provide the solution anymore. And a lot of those guys that told me, patted me on the head, mm -hmm. were not in broadcasting anymore. And they mm -hmm. had a rude awakening when they when they got booted out. Yeah. So, so talk about the present day, right? Okay. So, what, like, what's the? You needed an office, right? You said working from home, no good. Mm -hmm. What do you you practice? You mix? Like, what's what's Sandy's life like now? What's your perfect day? Oh, perfect day. Oof. I'm still figuring that out right now because as I moved back, my transition has been tough because my hours have changed. So figuring out when is the best day, time of day to be, you know, Sandy Spines versus working my full-time job as a chiropractor. Right. So I'm am employed and um, I work 40 hours a week and I'm here Monday through Friday. So for me, being artistic has always been something that occurs and this is going to be sound really like neurotic, but from 8.30 a.m. to 10.30, from 1 to 2.30, and then about like, I would say 6 or 7 o'clock to 9. And you know that, well, it's not just creativity. It's how I studied in school, too, because... Huh. For me, if I was studying for my board exams all day long, I'm wasting my time. If I yeah. eight, yeah. If I stay from eight thirty to ten thirty, I'm golden. I've th those are my two hours that I've gotten solid information. And if I study from seven to nine, again, solid information. Why oh. am I wasting my time sitting in front of my computer? And same thing with art. If I'm just like like there are a few times where I'm like I can't 
Yeah, you're grinding. just nothing's happening. I, I call it the monkey humping of football. There's yeah. a lot of motion going on, but nothing's really happening. You know what no, I mean? Nothing's happening. And it's just like, okay, so what am I going to do with this time? So right now I'm still figuring that out, but I've got it down so that I'm setting up my studio. So I, you know, go to work. Um, my work starts at 730 in the morning. So I'm out the door by 7. I go to work and then two days a week, I'm here 10 hours a day like today. Um, and the other days I'm here um, six to seven hours, depending. So I'm usually out by two or three on the other days. Um, and then I try to go home and be as creative as I possibly can. But it's definitely like, okay, so what you're looking at right now, that was a creative experiment. Um, these coffee spines, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. coffee bones, um, they were an experiment that was born out of me being frustrated that I couldn't get, I was traveling a lot, I was doing a lot, and I couldn't figure out how I wanted to portray my work. So I turned to digital artwork and I just kind of went with it. I was like, okay, what's two relatable niche concepts? Anatomy, coffee. Healthcare <laughs> so, providers do life, love the caffeine. Love caffeine. So I need, I should not have a coffee pot in this office. That's yeah. although I talked about it. <laughs> Um, but I love this. I love this so much. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. They're, no, they're super, but they're super relatable. And people, they did really well on Instagram. So that was the thing of like, okay, how do I provide this better? And I turned most of those into stickers and most of them into prints. And um, the next move that I'll probably make is more digital downloads for people because I still want to be accessible to... <laughs> That's the question. Like perfect radio segue. Tony's asking. Oh, that's a good. That is something that is definitely in the works. Um, I have a couple that I've looked into doing, um, and I'll have to. <laughs> so, so we haven't talked NFTs, and Tony, you and I on our show need to talk NFTs. Like, mm -hmm. so I know a little bit about NFTs, and by a little bit, I understand what the N and the F and the T stand for. Mm -hmm. How would you incorporate? You're an artist. Like mm -hmm. NFTs are like are the thing, right? Because you you can create them. How would you create an NFT? What would you be able to tie to that? Because that's the ability of an NFT. That's a good question. Um, so I'm still figuring that out right now. Um, I'm working with a guy who's definitely been helpful. He wants to push that forward. And I've thrown around a couple ideas of like, I mean, obviously limited edition prints. So if it's a digital print, like I could create something for somebody that they could have in their office. But the question is like, I kind of already do that in a way. I paint murals for people. So that is in in essence a like that is theirs. It's an original. It's so a fungible an token. Is that fungible? Is that the fungibility? I don't can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> it's yeah, fungible non what is it? Non-fungible yeah, token? token. But if you make it if it's if it's real and someone yeah. can take it, then it's fungible. I don't I might yeah. you don't have to Google that. I it's really bizarre to me because I do want to do it, but um I'm looking at my market, right? So I've got this interesting marketplace of um, yeah, that's so, yep. There's your course. So I've thought about doing a course, um, of anatomy and also another couple of courses. There's a couple ideas that I've thrown around. Um, one being how to decorate an office in a way that is, um, very much cohesive in, um, trying to heal people. Right. So one of the things I try to work with, with, um, you know, people in, in my decor is what brings light, what makes them like think, what makes them go, oh, I see how that is. And when I was in interior design, someone came in and did a presentation about doing medical interior design. And medical interior design is so interesting as a field. And I, I if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing that because yeah. it was all about how light affects healing. What does a hospital look oh, like? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Colors, we, you know, we, yes. Vibrancy. We, 
we need to do a whole episode on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my day job, so I don't just play radio DJ PT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work at Mount Sinai Hospital, and I work for a bunch of researchers who are way smarter than me, but I get to hang out with them, and I get to use words that they use. To make these <laughs> and one of the studies that we're doing right now, we created what, what's called we, like I did it. I'm just communicating it. They created recharge rooms. So in the middle of the COVID surge at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York mm-hmm. City, one of the busiest hospitals in the country, they said these people, these healthcare providers are, are roasted, man. I mean, beyond burned out. So they took these unused spaces and did what you're talking about and brought mm-hmm. in and sound and smell and plants and earth, you know, mm-hmm. sort of elemental things like mm-hmm. sound of moving water. And now we're studying whether or not that, you know, per- perception of, 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 you know, ingesting that yeah. is leading to improved mentality and stuff like that. So this is a total, like the, the company that, that worked with us, Studio Elsewhere, this is a whole field. Like this is, this is a big, that's a big deal, Sandy. It's in depth. And that was another offshoot of like, if I ever decided to, to open another business would be a consulting uh, firm and yeah. talking about how to get people and not just like my own artwork, like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love my business but I will support other artists till the day I die. Like there is nothing I wouldn't do. And some people think I'm competitive with some of my competitors. That's not true. I, every time I get somebody who's like, oh, is this yours? I'm like, nope, this is so-and-so's like, they're amazing. Go buy it. Like it's amazing, like just the best. And I feel that way about like, you know, helping out other chiropractors. Right now I'm working with another chiropractor locally in town and I'm painting a mural for them on their wall. I'm like helping them de- de- decorate everything out. And everyone's like, why are you doing that? They're their competition. Like they're not. And I'm not saying that in an offensive way. No. I'm saying that in a way of like, I am helping them and they are helping me in in a way of like giving me space and giving me like this wonderful place to decorate for itself. And I, I love that. And like, it is it truly a whole field and people don't understand that like, you're not going to heal as well as if you're in a dark room with yeah. no windows and like, you so, need about- Talking about, um, talking about, you know, competition, it's proof of concept. And I remember I was asked this question um, early on in the early podcast days. And, you know, podcasting has been around for a long time. But, but to mm-hmm. me, like 90 f- or 2015 is when I started. And there weren't that many because people didn't know how to, like, start up. Now there's a gajillion, right? And I remember I was asked in f- with a bunch of podcasters on stage, healthcare podcasters, who do you consider your competition, direct competition within PT? And I said, I don't have any. And then I paused and the whole room was like, oh, because there were some PT podcasters on stage. And I was like, I was a swimmer and mm-hmm. we were both swimming, but like I couldn't come in your lane and dunk you. Like it was just, we are swimming and I'm going to mm-hmm. swim as hard as I can. And we're actually racing the clock. So, yeah. but like with creating, you're, you're niching down and, and, you know, people like to, to look at and consume and have and enjoy art or audio mm-hmm. or or music or, or mm-hmm. food, those different things. Like it's proof of concept. I, I would tell people the more, if there are more podcasts able to be supported, it's telling me that the, the medium of podcasting is mm-hmm. legitimate and people enjoy it. I also tell people it's not highly technical. This is spoken. This is word yeah. this is spoken word that yes, I yeah, can get set up. right. You're in Florida. I'm in New York. And by the way, people are live streaming and watching this, but yeah. really at its root, what you do whether digital, whether by hand, this is art that is creating, is taking ideas and bringing them to life that people see and they have a connection to it. Yeah, totally. And that's why I started doing this is because I was like, I need something to describe what they're going through. And right now I've got on my walls um, is the 
I've got three trigger point posters, which I based right. off of Janet Travel's amazing work. And I did it in a way of like bringing as much color as I possibly could because I wanted to be colorful. Now, the funny thing is, is like, I look at it every day now. So now I'm like, my, my perfectionist brain is like tweaking things in my head. And so that would be the only problem of being the creator of this type of thing is that I'm like, I need to Always fix this. changing and changing and changing. Yeah. And like, I have a musculoskeletal poster right now. And I, as much as I love it, I think that some part of it is not exactly um, the, as user-friendly as it could be. And I really want to modify it. So there's a lot of that it's too. Okay. Sell the 1.0 version. And then, Hey, by the way, I've improved upon this and people understand that. Mm-hmm. I bring this tweet up that I shared a couple of days ago, yeah. the podcast audience. It's if you want to, if you want to support small businesses slash creators do, subscribe to their channels, reshare their uh, content, buy their products. Don't ask for discounts. Yep. Like Um, like a small creator, a small business. If you know anything about business, the margins are just way smaller, right? We can't do things. And that's what you're paying. That's what you're actually getting is you're getting that personal that I created this. There's 10 of these in existence because I can, Mm -hmm. Andy can only make 10 of these because that's, Mm -hmm. you know, so don't ask for like, that's the last thing you want to like, how do I overpay you? Yeah. And I do prints so that, but I off, I, I use a print store and they are the ones that make everything for me and ship everything for me. And people don't understand that when, and of course there's always mistakes, like no matter what, and for some reason it's always people I know, which I think is probably a good thing, but whatever. They're always like, did I need to anything? Sorry. You mean like an error in the printing? Like a, like yeah. a, yeah. Like there's like, but if we know anything about baseball cards, like if you're a baseball card collector and there's an error, like, oh, you want that one because that's error. That one's, yeah, that's rare. That's more valuable. Well, I think what the biggest thing I've come across, and it frustrates me because it applies to, I'm, I'm in a cash-based chiropractic practice right now. So, you know, and we see people, um, I we aim for three visits and then we send you on your way. We're very different from a lot of other standard chiropractors. And I'm very like soft tissue based. I don't know if you've ever heard of active release technique, but that's what I'm based in. And um, all muscles, all, all ligaments, everything. And we are like, we're trying to be as efficient as possible and also provide you with the best care that we can. And then there's this other side of it where people, um, and when it comes back to art, like circling back around with the artwork, people are like, oh, I see what you got there, but can I have a discount? can I, can I get this cheaper? Can I, and I'm like, like I had somebody and I, this is a little bit of shade, but you know, whatever. They reached out to me like six days after a sale that I had and asked me for the discount on the sale. And then asked me on top of that for a limited edition print that I sold back on black Friday. And I'm like, no, no. So it, it just comes down to like, I also say that too. They asked me here at my new office, they're like, did you want to offer a discount for your, for new patients that are coming in to see you? And I was like, no, no, I no. every penny of whatever you're worth. Correct. So what? like, would you ask, would you ask for a discount on a, on like, would you ask for a discount on other things? Mm-hmm. What do you think? It, what do you think it is? Is it because that like they they look at small businesses or creators as accessible. Like, Ooh, there's the person and they're, they're a person and you could do it. Cause you don't have to ask a boss. Oh, you see my DMs. They're always like that. They're like, Oh, yeah. can I get this? Can I get that? And I'm like, and, and sometimes there's a difference. There's like a recently I have a project that I'm releasing for another chiropractic school. They reached out to me. They wanted a fundraiser and they said, 
we'd like to pay you to make stickers so we can purchase the stickers for the fundraiser because this, this girl and this student had a traumatic brain injury and she's not able to attend school and they wanted to have a fundraiser for her. And I'm like, you know what? I will give you my effort and my time and you just pay for the stickers at the base price and right. what I get them for. And then you sell them for whatever you want. And they tried to offer to pay me more. And I was like, no, take that money and donate it back to her. Right. So there's exceptions to the rule. Um, sometimes I'll have people that are like, you know, they want discounts. They want this, they want that. And I'm like, that's different. These people came to me and were like, we want to pay you for this. And I was like, okay, well, I want to donate to you. So because right. you want to pay me. Um, that's, that's mutually beneficial where you are aligned in, this is a good idea. And if yeah. I can use my art, then yes, let's do that. Not, Hey, can I save you? Can I get, can I get 20 bucks knocked off of this? And it's like, right. dude, right. no. And, and it's funny too, because the people that really care, they just buy it. They don't even, they don't care that there's a sale. They'll just buy it. And I'm well, like, if you, if you're trying to negotiate on art, like mm. on art, like, what do you, what do you do in there? Like, then you don't, you, you know, do you need art? And I'm throwing air quotes up for the podcast audience. Like, no, but no. like, do you want to like nickel and dime the artist? Is that what you want to think every time you look at your wall? Like, man, I, I saved 20 bucks on that. No, you don't, you want to enjoy the art. So this is what I have decided that the, I think that my effort and my creativity costs Yeah, and you're going to pay that, or you're not going to get to look at this. And right. that's too comes down like just real quick. It's like, I want people to collect my stuff. I want you to want it. Like you're, you get it and you're excited because it's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I got another one. And like, yeah. that's the one thing I'm like, I, I try to value that. You, you heard the Picasso story before, right? Picasso. Yeah. And I'll tell the story just for the people who have it. Like, you know, Picasso's at a, at a, at a cafe and someone notices him and runs up and is like, Oh my God, you're the famous public of Picasso. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, demands that he was like cans of a pencil and a napkin and is like you know sketch me something and he like does and a minute later he gives her something and he says it's you know fifty thousand dollars and she's like how could you demand that it took you two minutes to do and he's like well it took me 40 years to be able mm -hmm. to produce something of that quality in two minutes yeah. it's similar it's similar to um to edison they mm -hmm. couldn't get the machine in new jersey to work so they bring in edison and he walks around the machine twice hits it with a hammer once and the big giant machine starts working again. And now the, the the company can make their whatever. And he sends him an invoice the next day for a thousand dollars or something ridiculous at the time. Yeah. And they're like, we can't pay this. All you did was hit it with a hammer. And he's like, Oh, let me, let me itemize that for you. And he was like, you know, $1 for hitting it with a hammer, nine, $999 to know oh. where to hit it and how hard to hit it with a hammer. Essentially the same thing. I mean, don't penalize someone for being really good at something and doing it either quickly or well. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, if you want crappy stock stuff, there are a thousand. Those are a dime a dozen. The crappy stocks art yeah. places are dime a dozen. And I'll tell them that, too, as like, especially in my practice. It's like if I could get like I've had some people that are like, oh, I expect to be better in one visit. And I'm like, if I could get you better in one visit with a chronic issue my hands would be worth $500 a piece for five minutes. Like I just, I'm just saying like, that's how good you, you wouldn't be able to get a hold of me. So why don't you calm down and wait for three visits? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. right. All right. So let me ask you this. Um, now we kind of have a snapshot anyway of, of Sandy's story and what Sandy gets to do. What are some of the, cause, cause I find these, what are the parallels between clinical practice and creativity or what you do that 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 appear in your life because I have a bunch like for me it's communication and that's like a, maybe an easier one because patient communication and a campaign right like the, a lot mm -hmm. of the parallels there but what are the parallels that appear to you as a, as a, as an artist a creator visually and a clinician I I think it comes down to 
visual representation for certain people. So everyone learns a little differently, right? Like I'm very much a creative person. I'm very much a visual learner and um, even like tactile sometimes too. So having a picture of disc herniation and like the different phases of, you know, normal disc bulging herniated and, or even like what sciatica is. Sciatica doesn't exist here. Yeah, right. <laughs> just people love to say that. But I just try to explain that visually. And it just gives them an idea of what to think in their head when they come in every time. Like, oh, I understand. This is why I'm having this nerve pain traveling down my leg. You know, so, and it does happen occasionally where I'll be like, I don't have a visual. And so I'll draw something out for them real quick. That's like a super little oh, like line. Right in front of them? That's kind of cool. I didn't think yeah. about that. You can just yeah. do that. Yeah. So I just draw like something. I'm like, okay, so you see this disc, right? Okay. Think of it as a jelly donut. Okay. It's extruding. Like, okay. You see how like, I try to give them that visual if I don't have it in front of me and, um, or even just like spondylolisthesis and like explaining back pain and like, just, it, it gives them this like idea in their head. It's like giving them exercises without actually writing them down. And they're just like, unless they're actually that good and they know them by like, you know, memorization fine. But it's definitely provided this um, bond between people too. And I will say like, I have my own artwork in my office. Like people are like, oh, like this. And then they they see the little sign that says Sandy Spines and they're like, oh, like this person like does this artwork. I was like, yep, that's me. And so there's an interesting correlation. And then they realize that there's more in-depth nature to it. Right. So it's, I, I also like to say like um, kind of offshoot of uh, what we were talking about earlier is that you're allowed to be multidimensional as a person. Like, I don't have to just be a chiropractor. I actually prefer, if I go to a party, I don't want to be known as the chiropractor. I don't want people to say, touch my neck. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to hear any of the Chuck Norris jokes or anything like that. I'm over it. Um, I, I'm just like, no. So, but when I say I'm an artist, you know, they kind of get a little more into it and they're, you know, we talk and we get a little in, more in depth and it's a little more appropriate to talk about when I've got a beer in my hand versus yeah. about my career Correct. health field. Um, so I will say like, there's that element to it where, um, you know, I definitely love being able to explain to people exactly what they've got going on and give them that visual. Cause when you look at an x-ray, like someone with an no. untrained eye is like, oh, no. it looks fine. Like whatever. Well, you're like, I don't know the Chuck Norris jokes. Like what oh, are you know the Chuck Norris jokes? No. I guess like, I, it's, I guess not so much Chuck Norris jokes, but I always hear the whole thing of like, oh, they're going to rip my neck off. I'm like, uh, I am so glad that you think I'm that strong. Wow. You think I can move 1600 pounds? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, got it, <laughs> got it, got it. Just the whole thing. But it, it's so funny to me because um, I, another part of being in this weird artistic in-between is that I can kind of blur the line between professions and they don't really know how to treat me, which is yeah. great because I don't always get like the sassy comments or like, you know, being the black sheet of the sheep of the medical field. Fine. Um, but I am able to kind of like show people that as professions, we're just trying to help people. Like we're trying to give them a, like a better quality of life. And I think that we, as a profession, as, as a whole, as an all of healthcare, just need to focus on narrowing that back in. And so that's really what I strive for with my artwork in a way is just giving people a way to bond over it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's It's been an interesting experiment in it. And recently I've gotten into more like video content and stuff like that and trying to figure out where I want to be in. And I'll make sassy videos about how people ask me for discounts and things. 
There you go. Well, we're looking at uh, your your Instagram page. That's where is that where you spend most of most of your effort, most of your focus. It's very visual. It's, that's Sandy Spine. I'm not really on TikTok. Um, but everyone says I should be. Um, not yet you're not. SandySpines.com. So, what would you recommend? I just bought a house. We talked about this before mm-hmm. I started the uh, the live stream, and uh, it's I've got a black, white, and you know gray uh, living room. What do you suggest? I mean, a lot of your stuff is like like I don't know. I feel like but this depends this- on what you want to have displayed in your like your own house. You know, it's it's more about you. Like I. Don't get me wrong. I love this. This is a good classic of doing like a grayscale painting and you just have everything kind of laid out and its own separate spots. How big can I get stuff from you? Like really um, big? The biggest I've ever done is 24 by 36. So two by three. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's pretty large. Um, especially when you add in like, um, proper framing, which I meant, I heard you commenting about framing. Um, this picture that you see here is the proper way how you should frame artwork like this. The, with a border, you mean? Yes, with a mat. Um, so that okay, is sorry, it, right. That's fine. You that's what you protect the artwork with, and it makes it look bigger on your walls. I see so many people that just take the frame and put the picture in it, and it's just oh. like so. It bothers me so much. I have to be honest. Sorry. Oh, to- you like buying like uh, buying a, an eight by ten frame for something that's eight by ten. You want to buy a, you want a mat to do. I got it. Yes. See, I'm not visual. I'm the sound guy. So, but this is this is the visual. This is like the the right. perfect section of a mat. All right. Well, yeah. expect something coming to Jimmy's house from Spines.com <laughs> pretty soon. I got to decorate my living room. I got nothing on the walls in there. It's barren. Hey, Except that, that great spine will be great on your wall. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very much a dude where I was like, got to have a TV in here. And nailed it like day one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sandy, uh, what's next for you before we do uh before we do three questions? What's next for you? Like where where are you going? We we flirted with NFTs or where you know you flirted with video content. Like what's the next thing? I would like to eventually start a YouTube channel and talk about a lot of the anatomy and draw it out for students and things like that. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, right now what's next is I've been revamping a lot of my artwork content and trying to create more user-friendly um pieces for people and really like lean into okay you just had 100 students graduate and they need something on their office walls i want to create something that's like digital downloads for them that they can print out themselves they don't care about the quality they'll buy from me later whatever but that's kind of the realm that i'm going into right now you're thinking of your customer life cycle yeah, because you know what? Um, the people who are in their 50s aren't buying my work necessarily. It's the people that are between the ages of 25 and like 45 at the max. But, you know, it's the people that are coming out into the new world looking for something to be like. Yeah. I agree with Tony. I learned from, did you, uh, there was, I think it's Dr. Najib. It was some guy who had a YouTube channel back in the day, and he would like he would draw stuff and talk at the same time. I remember mm-hmm. my roommate and I would like throw it on the screen on the TV, and we would just like be mesmerized. He would like be talking, he was, and he would use like weird like the mouse eats the cheese. Like he would like yeah. it looked like this. I I agree with Tony here. YouTube, I don't know, you'd slay because I be can't do that. you could you can do that. And I also love doing murals and that's been something I've been trying to like find um, the right customers for that. I did one in Hawaii in um, August and they're just now opening up, which I'm super excited about. And they flew you to Hawaii? Yeah, they flew me to Hawaii for that. And yeah, I know it was pretty amazing. Um, and it, the, the spine is one of my favorite ones I've ever done. It's a, it's a basically um, a lateral spine and it has a bunch of um, 
like traditional Hawaiian flowers coming out of it. And it's in the colors yeah. logo and everything. So when people approach me and they, they want price tags on things and like, I give them my prices and they're like, Oh my God, that's so expensive. I'm like, well, yeah, cause it, this requires a lot of effort. And this was like a, a this that you, was like 26 hours. You pay Sandy for the years it took her to do that. You don't pay her oh, for the minutes that she, yeah, but she you know, did. It gives you such this like great visual and that's where I'd love to spend more time and energy in because I really enjoy it. Um, so we'll see. I've got one right now in the works that's a spine with a, um, a sun because the chiropractic office is called circadian. So it's like um, the whole cool. circadian rhythm. Yeah. So I thought that would be really cool and like a little bit of a moon. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm aiming for with um, Sandy Spines. It's just creating a a brand for a more stable brand and building that out and creating its own, like having a platform where maybe I can bring more people on, you know, eventually that would be great. Cause it's really, it's just one woman show right now. Um, I hired a guy to do my SEO, Ronnie, he's amazing. And he, um, is trying to get me into NFTs. So that's, that's been, <laughs> have you done clothing? Have you done like, we have our own, like, you know, dropship store. Like, I mean, have you, I mean, who wouldn't want that on a shirt? I know. Well, so I'm so, um, I have, I have some in the works, but I am so particular about my clothing and how I want my prints to be displayed. So I have to always be ordering samples and I've been you very can, happy with the samples. With, with a platform like with Shopify, you can identify, you can say, I want this person to make this item and you can, you can do that. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who wouldn't want like, you know, beer, you know, beer koozie with, uh, with Mr. Bones holding the coffee or something like put that on a tumbler. Like, let's get you out there. That's that. So that's in the works for sure. Again, it comes down to quality. If I'm not going to sell crap to people, like I, I refuse. And like, because like I've, I've gone through that where even my prints, I'm like, ugh, like this looks terrible. Get rid of it. No color is awful. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that, but let's let let's solve that problem, not avoid that problem. Let's not treat no, that problem. Yeah. Like a, let's treat it like a turd. Let's clean it up, not just look at it and step over it. Because I yeah. think, I mean, that could be the next thing. I have some serious plans for t-shirts, especially because I want to make some for my business. Hell yeah. So I've been thinking about that. And I think that'd be kind of funny to like, you know, you get like a little, like the little pocket, the the chest pocket. Yeah. And then I really want to have like a little Mr. Bone stick. Yep, Mr. there you go. Out of it, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm right there with you, and I'll sign up for you. Love that. So we're we're working on it. I think it'd be fun, and it's it's definitely an expansion. But right now, I'm like, okay, I'm I've hit how much I can handle. Correct. <laughs> now you gotta start. To, you gotta start to uh, to delegate. You gotta start to find those people who who are good at that. And there are those people out there, and yeah. they are small businesses too, and they exist to amplify those types of things. Yeah. Uh, Sandy, are you ready to do the parting shot? Let's do it. Let's do it. Parting shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. They are the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy, so they are leaders in orthopedic physical therapy. Uh, visualize this if you wanted to take that OCS exam, but you're like, I just, I don't know. I don't know where I start to begin to prepare for that, but I've always wanted to do something like that. I want to walk across stage and, and be a clinical specialist. Well, they've got the perfect roadmap for that. It's called Current Concepts of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find it at orthopt.org. Wherever you, uh, wherever you are to where you want to go, a better orthopedic practitioner, that OCS exam, you want to take it, uh, that is the perfect roadmap to success. So find it now available at orthopt.org. So Sandy, I don't know if you're prepared for the party shot. Uh, just your last chance for a mic drop moment or what you'd want to do like in your first TikTok video, like just 
here's what I'm thinking. Here's my here's my mic drop, my my soapbox moment. Uh, what do you got for us? Soapbox moment. Okay. Um, honestly, don't be afraid to fail because you're going to, and it's okay because you're allowed to get back up again. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last 10 years of working and practicing because you're going to make a fool of yourself and you're going to make mistakes. And that's one of the biggest things for me is just focusing on the fact that you're going to learn. So as long as you get back up, it's literally never going to be a bad time just to keep trying. And I think one of the big things too, is you need to uh, expand yourself outside of just your profession. You got to have hobbies. Um, If people didn't learn that in 2020 throughout, you got to figure out what you're going to do outside of just being, I'm just in the books. I'm just here. And plus, if your hobby makes you money, it can help you pay back student loans. Can't go wrong there. Uh, SandySpines.com, find her online, uh, Instagram, Sandy Spines. Uh, looking for big things, excited. Let us know when the YouTube channel is, uh, is up and running. We'll have you back on. We'll do some YouTube stuff. Yeah, that makes so much fun. <laughs> All right. They, uh, they say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. Keep up with the show online, ptpinecast.com, and on the socials at ptpinecast. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.